Welcome to the Dear Sister Podcast, a weekly, raw, and transparent conversation discussing topics centered around issues that most women face, but that we rarely discuss out of fear that we are the only ones experiencing them. So get ready to laugh, cry, but most importantly, be ready to heal. I'm your host, Jessica Janae. Dear Sister Podcast. I am super excited to be coming with you or coming to you, I should say, with another episode. Um, so let's get right into it. This episode is not going to be as long as the other ones. Um, well, I'm going to try not to, but you know I can talk. So let me get right into it. So I have been wanting to do this particular episode for a while. Like, I would think about doing it and then I would say, you know, it's not time yet. But it's just been pressing on my heart that I should share this story. And so I felt like there was no better time than right now because 2018 is coming to an end. And I truly believe that God is going to be doing some amazing things in 2019 for a lot of people. And I feel like 2018 was the year of planning planting those different seeds. You know, I relaunched my blog. I launched this podcast. I wrote a book. And I feel like this year, and it may, and I know it just can't be for me, but this year was the year of planting those seeds for 2019. And so I'm super excited to see what God has, not only for myself, but for everybody that's connected to me and to this podcast, to the blog, to just, just God's children, period. Period. Okay. So this episode today is very special for me because I'm going to be sharing with you um, a testimony. And so I'm going to go ahead and put out this disclaimer. I may get emotional. Y'all know I can cry. But when I think of the goodness of God and this story that I'm about to share with y'all, like I get emotional and not like a sad emotional, but I'm just so thankful. So, so thankful. And so I am hoping and praying that this particular episode will be very inspiring to somebody that's listening to it who may just feel like giving up, who may feel like, you know, God, when is it going to be my time? Because I was there. And before I go on, because I don't know who's going to listen to this podcast, but this episode, whatever I share in this episode, is not to be petty. It's not to um, talk bad about anybody that was a part of this season this particular season that I'm going to be talking about, but it's simply to share my testimony. And um, so I want to put that out there. This is not to badmouth any particular person. And of course, you'll figure out who I'm talking about. Um, but it's not to badmouth anybody, but it's simply to just share my testimony. So, you know, usually I share with y'all a lesson that I learned this week. And honestly, I do not really have a lesson of the week that I've learned. I will say that this past week, or last week, um, that I just tried to focus on good, and I f- tried to focus on God. And the things that were supposed to frustrate me and kind of ruffle my feathers, they really didn't. They probably did for like maybe a few minutes, but with my focus on God, th- this past week was, um, what was supposed to stress me out, didn't really get to. And your girl got three A's. Okay, so I'm done with school. Until January, okay? But your girls did good. I got A's in all three of my classes, so I'm really excited about that. Um, and so I'm just grateful because God really helped me. Um, I had some amazing professors that really opened my mind to, one, um, I've always cared about children, but I think I want to move into the role of being an advocate for children living in poverty, especially my black boys. Um, and so I'm going to be praying and asking God to guide me in some projects and different things that I can do because I, my heart has always been for girls, especially my little brown babies, but it's moving more and more to my baby boys who are growing up in poverty. So, um, shout out to Dr. Mac for that and Dr. Lou Allen for helping me to understand the difference between being a basic leader and an actual successful transformational leader so yeah i'm super excited and i really had an awesome semester um this past semester so let's get into this this uh topic so i'm going to tell you the story first 
And then I will, um, oh crap, I did not stop my timer. Sorry, y'all. I'm going to tell you my story first, and then I have about 10, 9 or 10 points that I want to share with you um, for this week. So, two years ago, I was teaching in Darlington, South Carolina. Now, let's go back to when I first graduated from college. Um, I was a December graduate, okay, and so I have applied to different positions. In my hometown of Florence, but nothing really opened. I had a job interview with Lake City, and I had a job interview with a school in Florence, okay? I mean, I'm sorry, with a school in Hemingway, which is where my mother's from. And so I already knew that I had the job in Hemingway because that's where my mom's from. My aunties and my cousins worked at that school. So basically, it was just me having the interview to put it on paper, right? So I didn't pray about it. I just took the first thing. Lake City was taking too long to respond to me, so I just went ahead and took the job in Hemingway. Took the job in Hemingway. That was a 45-minute drive to Hemingway. It was a 45-minute drive back to Florence, and it was probably the most stressful, one of the most stressful times of my life. Like, the drive, I hated it because I was driving in the woods, basically, animals walking beside my car like I just hate it I love the experience um because it made me appreciate the next level even more but at that drive y'all I don't see how people can commute hours to go to work like I can't like I thank god that I only live 10 minutes from my job now but so when I was teaching him away you know then another opportunity opened up closer to home now this opportunity was 25 minute 20 Five minutes away, but of course with my driving, I got there in like 20 minutes. And so I took that position and I started off really liking it. Um, I loved my kids. And one thing as a teacher that I kind of don't like about myself, I, I won't say I don't like, but I get attached to my students. Like I get attached to them. Um, and it takes about a year for me to not be attached to them anymore. And so... I was at this school, and it was in Darlington. I was at a school in Darlington, and I loved my kids, but the environment I did not, I did not care for. Um, and at this job, I felt like I didn't have a voice, and that was just me, kind of just not. 100% being pleased with the job. So it's kind of like, a, let me just show up and get through the day and go about my business type of thing. Um, I rarely stayed, stayed late unless I had to. Um, I got there early so that I could prepare because I didn't prepare the night for it. So I will say that my attitude really affected my performance at this job. And I'm... I don't want to talk from a, I, I want to be open and transparent about this, but I want to make sure because I have, I'm in a really good place now that whatever I say doesn't come off as being petty or, I don't know. So I'm just going to talk. God, please guide my tongue. And so I was there. After the first year, I wanted to quit teaching. This was my first full year of teaching there because in Hemingway, I only taught from December to June. August came around, and I started teaching at this school in Darlington, and I wanted to quit teaching. I got to the point where I hated teaching so much that I would be at work like looking for other jobs. And at the end of the school year, I didn't have anything else that would open, so I would just return. And I would always say, okay, I'm just going to return so I can get my babies to middle school. Because my first set of fourth graders, my school went up to fifth grade. So I just felt like if I could just get them to through fifth grade, then to middle school, then I could leave. But I ended up staying at that school for three years. And during this three years, um, I just... I'm going to read two of my journal entries because if I sit here and try to 
formulate the words to explain how I felt during this time period, then y'all really wouldn't understand and we would be here all day. So, here's the journal entry that I wrote on December 26, 2016. It says, Dear Abba Father, I bless you right now for the serenity of nature. Thank you for the peace that it brings. Lord, I confess that I am hurt this morning. My feelings are hurt. I confess that I was wrong for doing what I did last night. It was completely out of your will, God. I fully repent of allowing the enemy to win on yesterday. I was doing so good, and instead of coming to you for guidance, I allowed myself to handle the situation of the world and not of you. Lord, I give you this pain, hurt, feeling of betrayal, and I use that. And I ask that you turn it around. Lord, your word says that you keep our lamp burning. You turn our darkness into light. So, Lord, I ask that you please turn my dark area into light. God, continue to help me see the blessings in this situation. Lord, I trust that better is coming. I trust that even though this was a stumble, Jesus, I can't read my own hand right hand. This was a stumble. I have been falling because you continue to uphold me with your right hand. God, please continue to transform my heart and my mind. Allow me to never settle for anything less than your best for me. Help me to fully forgive Rashad the way that you constantly forgive me. If I want different results, I must must go about things differently when i surrender everything to you i had to completely take my hands off of every area of my life and trust that what and who comes and goes is for an interventional i mean intentional reason my life has gone nothing as planned but i trust you lord please guide me through this self-detox this week as i step into into 2017 help me to leave 2016 in 2016 May I continue to look to those things ahead of me. May everything the enemy tries to steal from me be restored tenfold. Lord, I trust you. Thank you, Daddy, for your protection. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. So I'm assuming I was doing some type of spiritual detox, okay? So, so fast forward to January 19th, 2017. This is Dear Daddy, thank you for a new day. Yesterday's troubles are gone. Yesterday was a rough day. I didn't feel in alignment mentally, physically, or spiritually. I just felt off. I'm starting to get to the point where I just don't like where I work. And I don't want to feel that way. Lord, please strengthen me today when I get weak. Lord, I'm trying to keep my eyes on that new thing that is on the horizon. But I'm becoming weary. Daddy, I must keep my eyes on you at all times. Please show yourself in a new way today. I love you, Abba Father. In Jesus' name, I pray. Love always, Jessica G. And so, there was a lot of hurt during that time at that job. So, fast forward to 2017, because that was that the post I just read was from January 2017. So, fast forward to like February, March. Okay, so um, now I'm starting to get to this place again where I'm just like, okay, I don't, I don't want to work at this school anymore. Like, I feel like a I felt literally like a eagle amongst chickens, like people who are okay with what they see right now. But when I knew that God has so much more for me in store. And so it's hard having conversations with a bunch of chickens. And I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. And I don't mean that in a way that I'm better than anybody else. But when you're an eagle who was meant to soar and meant to fly and you're surrounded by, around a bunch of chickens, that thing can become depressing. It can become annoying. It's like a drop of water on your forehead. And so I was just getting to a point where I really just did not like my job. Again, I loved my students. And the students that I came into contact with were really the only reason that I was still at that school for three whole years. Because if it was up to me, and if things would have happened the way that I wanted to, I would have left that school after year one. So coming up on year three, and springtime is here, and I'm just like still looking for new jobs. When I get an email one night that I have been um, nominated for Teacher of the Year, okay? And so all of my kids love me. I worked at a school that was predominantly, most of the population was predominantly African-American. So we did have about maybe 20% Caucasians, right? Students who are white. Excuse me. And our faculty, my principal was black, and then there were one, two, three, four black teachers, including myself. All the other teachers were white. So I already had a problem with that. Like, why is most of our demographics of kids African-American, but 
only a handful of their teachers look like them. Okay? I have a problem with that. And so, I my kids loved me. Like, I was their safe haven. Kids from other classes, when they had an issue, they would come to me. Like, all the kids loved me because I was the one, one of the only teachers that looked like them. Even the, the white kids, they loved me because I was young, I was preppy, I was new. So, all the kids loved me. And you could tell that there was some jealousy from the other teachers, right? But I just never kind of paid attention. I was just like, you know, let me mind my business, let me get my job done. So, I was nominated for Teacher of the Year, right? And so, fast forward, because I'm not going to spend a whole time on that. I, when I got nominated, I just knew without a shadow of a doubt that I was going to win Teacher of the Year. Um, even though my test scores at the time were not all that, I went above and beyond for most of my students. The relationships that I built with my students were like no other. Like, nobody can touch the relationships that I built with my kids there. And so, I felt like that is what made a teacher the teacher of the year. Not how many test scores or what type of test scores he or she has, but the difference that that teacher made on students is what I felt like would make me teacher of the year without a shadow of a doubt, right? And so, I went through the interview process and I already put in my mind like, okay, I'm going to stay here in one more year so I can fulfill my teacher of the year duties. And I'll never forget on the way to work, God dropped it in my spirit. He said, are you really going to stay at a school for a title? That's kind of like staying in a bad, unhealthy relationship just to say you got a boyfriend. Y'all, when he said that, at that point, I didn't know why he was telling me that. But I know now that he was preparing me because, okay, Duh. I did not I ended up not getting teacher of the year. I won't go into what went on behind closed doors about me not getting teacher of the year. But what I will say is that when the enemy tries to take something that he thinks belongs to you and he knows you deserve, God will always have something better. God will always have something better. When people try to do you wrong, when people try to take something that you have worked hard for and that you rightfully probably deserve, God will always replace it with something better. So I did not get Teacher of the Year. Thank God. I'm so happy I did not get Teacher of the Year that year because I would have still been at that school one more extra year. So, didn't get Teacher of the Year. So now here I am back on my funk about uh, finding a job. So wait a second. I skipped the major part. So, before Teacher of the Year came around, um, so this had to happen, like, in April, right? So, fast forward, I mean, rewind back to, like, March. My profile put on Facebook, she was like, um, who would be available to come speak to my girls about, for their, for our Girl Scouts tea? So, I just commented, I was like, me. Now, mind you, this is an important fact or an important gem. It is important that you do or that you are obedient. Because if you not are not obedient, you could be causing somebody else to miss out on something. So I commented on my profile status and I was like, I would love to come talk to your girls. But I was not the only person who commented on that status. So, thank God that my profile was obedient enough. I don't know. I just thank God that she was obedient enough that she hit me up and was like, hey, can you come and talk to the girls? I was like, yes, I would love to. Now, mind you, my principal already knew because at this time I had already been hosting like different conferences and workshops for girls in my community. I already had a mentoring group. I had already been having speaking engagements and my principal knew all of this. So when I went, went to her the following week, I was like, hey, can I leave work early? Not leave work early, but can I kind of like leave the meeting early? Because we had a meeting that Wednesday or something like that. Can I leave the meeting early because I have a speaking engagement in Columbia? She told me basically no. Now, any other time, she would let me leave early or whatever. But her whole thing was, you know, if I let you leave early, I'm going to have to let somebody else leave early. So I was like, okay, cool, whatever. So, I, again, thank God. That when I told that particular day, because I was like, well, maybe I can just still leave and get there on time. So, 
the day of the speaking engagement, the weather was awful in Columbia. And so my, I was about to text my profile and tell her, you know, I really don't think that I'm going to be able to make it on time. And she, in, before I could even text her, she told me that all activities have been canceled for the week because of the simple fact that there, they had been calling for bad weather. It had already been bad weather that week, so they were just going to cancel every after-school activity for the rest of the week and that it would be rescheduled and that she would let me know when it would be rescheduled. So I'm just like, okay, God, thank you. Like, you must really want me to talk at this speaking engagement. So fast forward, my profile hits me up. Y'all guess when the speaking engagement was? During my spring break. So there was no excuse, like nobody, no teach, no principal, nobody can hold me back. So, went to the speaking engagement, gave an awesome speech, I felt like. Met some really cool girls, okay? So, my principal, my current principal, comes up to me at this speaking engagement and is like, you know, hey, um, so-and-so, was you my, would, would you consider relocating? So, I'm thinking like, uh, I, so what I tell her is, uh, well, let me pray about it. Cause I don't like to make moves without praying about it first. But on the inside, I'm just like, well, really, let me just see if I get teacher of the year, right? So that's when we're going to fast forward back to I didn't get teacher of the year. So now I'm on this hunt, like, okay, where do I want to work at? Where do I want to move to? I, I keep hearing Columbia. I kept hearing Columbia. I do not, I've never, I have never wanted to move to Columbia. And this is important for you to know because when I give you these points that I'm going to give you, you'll understand. I never wanted to move to Columbia. Columbia, North Charleston, those two, those two cities would always be on the bottom of my list after the bottom of my list. Like I never, no shade to Columbia or Charleston, but I just never ever wanted to move. I always thought that if I was to move away from home, it would be out of South Carolina. Okay, so I never thought about Columbia, but the conversations, like I had one co-worker tell me, I could see you in Columbia. I had a line sister tell me, call me one day and say, God dropped into my spirit that you need to move to Columbia. And the third thing was that I kept here in Columbia and myself. And so one day I'm walking out of the bathroom and I'll never forget because I've been applying to jobs. I've been emailing different principals in Columbia. Um... And nobody has been responding to my emails. I'm walking out of the bathroom into my room and I knock over this business card. Like, I just, I don't know how I knocked it over because my hip's not that big. But I knocked over the business card. Y'all, it was my principal's business card. And I'm just like, God, I do not want to work here. Why don't I, why didn't I want to work here? My school is in, I teach kids who live in poverty. So my school is like slap dab in the middle of poverty. Okay, I didn't want to teach there. Yes, that was okay for me to go give a speaking engagement, but I could get in my car and go back to Florence, but I did not want to teach there. And so I was like, God, I don't want to work here. Like, is there somewhere else? So I was like, well, let me, since she's on me, Columbia, let me just apply to other schools. So nothing would open. So finally, finally, I called my principal secretary and I was like, look, you know, I'm interested in applying or interviewing with her. Let her know I'm open. Let me know what she says. We make an interview, y'all. She wants to interview me on Memorial Day because they're out of school on this day. But in Darlington, we had to make up this day for a month. Snow day or some crap like that. So, fast forward. I'm like, okay, how am I going? Because I can't call out sick because they're going to know something's up. Like, what's going to happen? So the Friday before Memorial Day, y'all, I get sick. No, that Thursday before Memorial Day, I get sick. Thank the Lord I got sick, y'all. I didn't get sick with no call. I got sick with strep throat. So what I did was on the way, I called my, I made my dad's appointment for Friday. But on the way home, because I left work early that Thursday, I said, um, I said, God, I called the doctor's office. I was like, hey, can he see me today? Because I really, I, I don't want to wait till tomorrow. So luckily, the doctor was able to see me that Thursday. So I called the principal, principal secretary, and I was like, hey, can I please come in tomorrow? Can I please come in tomorrow? And she was like, well, she doesn't usually interview on Fridays, but we, I'm going to see what I can do because I really like you. 
So my principal was able to interview me on Friday. She did not know I had strep throat, y'all. I had strep throat like a mother. I went to my job interview with strep throat. Because that was the only way that... Because I even called my dad. I, was, I called my mom. I called my dad. Like, how am I going to get this interview on Memorial Day? And I got a word. Like, how is it going to happen? And my dad told me, if it's meant to be yours, it will be yours. And so, God... I just thank God for strep throat in that season. Because I literally went to my job interview with strep throat. So, fast forward. Got the job. Okay? Got the job. And now that brings me to this where I'm at now so last year was my first year teaching in Columbia at my school and y'all that was the most peaceful year that I've ever had it was my favorite year as a teacher so far in life my favorite year as a teacher I got my drive back as a teacher I felt I learned what purpose feels like as as a teacher and as a person I was inspired to write a book. Like, last year at my new school was everything. And that's what's bringing... And I said all that to say these things right here. Number one, that nobody can stop what God wants to bless you with. My old principal tried to stop me from coming to the speaking engagement. But God sent a ram in the bush, such as bad weather, <laughs> so that I could still get to this speaking engagement, be spotted by my new, my current principal, who would see me, ask me for a job, ask me to relocate, relocate to her school, where I would find purpose again. So nobody can stop what God wants to bless you with. I know a lot of times we get nervous, like, okay, well, if they don't want me to have it, I'm not going to have it. No, nobody, I don't care what position, what title they have, can't nobody stop what God wants to bless you with. Number two, your blessings will oftentimes come in a different package than what you thought it would. I could have never imagined that teaching at the school that I teach at, the kids who I teach, a lot of these kids are growing up in uh, poor living conditions, um, no fathers in the household, they have a bunch of siblings, um, they get their own government assistance, and y'all, I love those kids so much, like, I had a child the other week tell me, Miss Green, they had a drive-by yesterday. I never experienced a drive-by as a child, so for a child to tell me that there was a drive-by in his neighborhood, right up the street from my school, mind you, and for him to say it like it was nothing, like it was a normal day in the neighborhood, like those are the type of kids that I teach. And I know without a shadow of a doubt that I'm there for a purpose. And that's why I go to work every day. That's why you may see me on Snapchat, on Insta Story with my kids. Like, I am so blessed. Like, they think I'm there to teach them, but they teach me. They teach me. And so I would have never thought that my joy and my fulfillment and me getting my purpose back, my drive back would come from being at a school that doesn't look like the typical school that I usually teach at with kids I usually don't teach. You get what I'm saying? Like I didn't I never wanted to move to Columbia, but living in moving into Columbia, my character has been built. I go to a church where I have spiritually grown. I'm not in the same place spiritually that I was two years ago. I started fasting more. You get what I'm saying? I have learned God on a different level. I have literally learned God as my provider. I have learned him as my friend. Because I have had some really lonely moments in Columbia, y'all. But my blessing came in the place that I didn't want it to be at. That I overlooked. Because it didn't look like what I felt my blessing should look like. Number three, God knows what you will need before you do. So, 
Not only did I move to Columbia two years ago, but last year, 2017, my mom's job closed down her department. And so thank God they had a department open because the company is here in Columbia also. They had a department open in Columbia. So y'all, my mom stays with me about two to three nights a week so that she doesn't have to drive back and forth back home to Florence. And so, God, my mother never knew that her job, job's department would be closing down in Florence, let alone that there would be an opening in Columbia where God moved her daughter to a year prior to her losing her job. Are you, you can't tell me that God doesn't make provisions. Like, my mom doesn't have to drive back and forth every night after she gets off. My mom doesn't have to get a hotel room because her daughter has her own apartment in Columbia. God will provide for you. He knows what you need before you do. So I don't know if God, I know God brought me here so that I could grow up. But God also brought me here because he already knew that my mom would need a place to stay in Columbia. Because she wouldn't be able to handle driving back and forth every night. And so that takes me into number four. That where God leads you, he will provide for you. My mom told me this story last year. And it has stayed with me. That one day, she one Saturday, she was on the way. She took her the trash to the dumpster. And while after she put her trash in the dumpster, there was a, a homeless man on the side of the road. And a white man pulled over in front of my mom. Because the, the man had like, I think he had like grocery bags wrapped around his feet as shoes. And, oh crap. Here I go with my cry, my cry with myself. And the white man got out of his car. And took off his shoes. And my mom said, these shoes were, uh, no, 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 no. I, I'm missing, I'm missing up. What happened was, there was a white man who pulled over for the homeless man. So my mom pulled over too because she saw him when she was going to the dumpster. And she, her plan was to come back and like give him something when she finished. And so when she got close to him, she also noticed that he didn't have any shoes. So my mom was like, well, I have some gym shoes in the back of my car that you can have. So my mom went to go get the gym shoes for the man and the as she's, you know, trying to give the man the gym shoes, the white man, um, and the reason why I'm saying his race because I want to tell you what my mom told me. The white man was like, no, ma'am, keep your shoes because those are women's shoes. Let me give him my shoes. My mom said these were not no cheap looking shoes either that the man was taking off his feet. But this man took the shoes off of his feet to give to this man. And... The reason why I said white man is because my mom, at that time, my mom was just so, her heart was so full because of all the stuff that was going on in the news with racism and who the president of the United States is. For her to see that act of kindness from somebody from a different race really did her heart good. And so the reason why I'm sharing this story is because my mom didn't know it, but after she told me that story, I'm just like, if God will send one person to help you he'll send no god didn't only send one person to help that man he sent two people <laughs> he sent two people and so often we struggle and we we wreck our brains trying to figure out how we can handle certain situations when god is telling us like we i got you he didn't send this man one pair of shoes he sent this man two pair of shoes so if God can do it for a man that's on the side of the road, best believe he can do it for you. Number five, purpose brings peace, y'all. Last year on this job was the first year that I've ever had perfect attendance at my job. Perfect attendance. And even up to this point right now, I have, not, I have yet to miss a day of work. I have yet to miss a day of work. I have peace. Even though my students get on my nerves on a daily, like, I'm excited to go to work the next day. There's never a dual, like, first of all, I'm not even a morning person. But there's never a moment where I'm just like, oh, I really don't want to go to work today. Now, Friday, last Friday, I did, it was raining. 
It was cold. So I was just like, I don't want to go to work today. Not because I didn't want to go to my work, but because I just wanted to be a homebody that day. But purpose brings you peace. And I'm talking about the type of peace that no matter if you're having a bad day, a rough day, and something's getting on your nerves or something doesn't go your way, it brings you a peace that you're, you still want to go press forward. You still want to go on. Number six, there is favor attached to you. So my school was number 28 in the district. There's 29 schools, 29 elementary schools in the district. Wait. No, there's not 29. There were, I think there's 28 schools in the district. Yeah. I don't think there would be 28 elementary schools just. I don't know. But anyway, we were number 28 out of number 29 on the list, right? And so last year I wrote a prayer. And I can't remember. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see if this is it. I'll read us a little bit of it. So before testing last year on June 4th, 2018, um, well, no, this is after testing. But anyway, I basically said, um, please watch over each and every one of my students over the summer. Cover them with a, cover them with your protection and provide for them in ways that their caretakers can't. Protect them from the wrong people and influences. Please let, please let us have major gains with the state test. I pray for all of Hyatt Park that we will move from number 28 to number 15 or number 20. Okay. Y'all, guess what number we are ranked right now? We are number 17. Now, we're not number 15, but I said, God, please move us from number 28 to number 15 or number 20. Child, number 17 is in between 15 and 20. So I say that to say this, that there is favor attached to you that somebody needs. I just, I am believing that my prayers and my fasting, because I used to fast every Monday last year, my prayers and my fasting and that I'm in the right place at the right time has brought some type of favor to my work environment. Not just me, of course. And I'm not saying that I did this, but I'm saying that prayer and fasting are worse and that God shows himself faithful. I'm saying that for number six, that there is favor attached to you. Somebody needs you. There's a place that needs you. But if you're not in the right place at the right time, it can really affect other people. Number seven, pre preparation is necessary and essential for your next level. Even though I didn't, I had a difficult time at my last job for the past three years. Even though I was so excited to be able to leave there and never go and not have to go back. Let me not say never because my mom always tells me you never know where you'll have to go back to. But... I will say that that job had that job prepared me for this job to a point where I'm able to perform at a higher on a higher level because my old principal she did prepare me for now so I really thank her for preparing me so that I can be a beneficial teacher now. No, I was not the best teacher or whatever at my old school, but everything the good, the bad, the ugly, the indifferent has prepared me to be an effective educator at my new school. And number nine, you cannot grow where you're comfortable. I was influenced feeling like a chicken amongst eagles. But I was okay with that because I was comfortable. A lot of you are scared to make a move because you don't want to leave your comfort zone. You cannot grow in your comfort zone. I will tell you that these past two years have been very uncomfortable for me. Excuse me, very uncomfortable for me. It has not all been like... It has not all been like um, smiles and giggles all the time. But... I have grown. Y'all read my my uh my blog from last week. Grow up. I grew up. I was able to grow up. You cannot grow in your comfort zone. I was very uncomfortable in this season, but I grew up. I grew up and I'm so proud of myself. Super duper proud of myself. So I'm I hope this made sense. Um if you would like to hear my story 
in more detail because I'm not going to put everything on this podcast about this situation. But if you would like to hear the story for yourself, um, I'll be more than happy to share with you. But I wanted to share my testimony because God has been so good. I went from a job where I used to cry on the way to work because I was so de- I was depressed. I was I was I hated I hated it. I loved my kids. I enjoyed some of the people I worked with, but I literally felt like I was in a cage. I felt like I was in a cage, Jesus. Um to now I am at a job where I am appreciated. I am excelling. I am growing into a leader. I am being prepared to be my an administrator of my own school. Like, God is so good. God is so good. And I know that there are, there are those of you who may be in a season where it doesn't look good, it doesn't feel good, but I promise you, sis, I promise you, bro, that it is working for your good. I sit, I just, I sat. And look through some of my old journal entries. And it literally brings tears to my eyes. That two years ago. During this time. I hated my job. I was going through a breakup. I was broker than broke. <laughs> and I was just not happy with life. But of course. Social media didn't see that. Because I put on a mask for everybody. But I'm so grateful that two years later. Two years later y'all. With the grace of God. Pastor Sims always says, I am a grace case. Okay? Two years later, I'm at a job that I appreciate. I work with kids that I adore. Even the ones who, like, tap dance on my nerve. I adore those kids. I am at a church where I am growing spiritually. I am in my own apartment that God continues to provide for. And so I am telling you this because God will do it for you. And one thing I used to always say that my pastor back at home says, and he said in a sermon that has changed my outlook on life, that God is doing a new thing. That's what I say. God is doing a new thing. You may not see it right now with your natural eyes, but you have to see it in your spiritual eyes. No longer are we asking, what do you want to be? What, what do you want to be? But who do you want to become? What do you want to become? Stop trying to um, be something and just become it. This the purpose of today's episode is to one encourage you that whatever season you're in right now, if it doesn't look like the season that you want it to look like, that your time is definitely coming. I promise you. I was in the valley for three years, y'all. Three years. Three years. I feel like I was in the valley. But God has taken me from the valley to a place where He has been preparing me. He's been preparing me. And I know that 2019, I am claiming it, that it's going to be one of the best years of my life. I don't know what's going to come, but I'm trusting that God, God is going to do something. But you got to trust him and you got to depend on his time and you have to know that his timing is perfect. God, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. No, my life is not perfect. No, I do not have it all together, but when I look back at where I was two years ago, when I look back at where I was a year ago, God, I say thank you. I say thank you. So this episode, I know I keep saying that, y'all, but I'm just so full of gratitude. This episode is just a praise report that if God did it for me, he can do it for you. So let me go back through those nine things real fast that... One, nobody can stop what God wants to bless you with. Nobody. Not even you. A lot of times we are our own worst enemy. A lot of times we get in our own way. Can't nobody stop what God wants to do in your life. Not even you. Like you're not that strong. Number two, your blessings will oftentimes come in a different package than you thought it would. I would have never thought that I would be living in Columbia. Never thought I would be teaching in a school where I serve kids who live in poverty. Never would have thought that. But look at where I'm at. And I have found most of my blessings being in the place that I didn't want to come. It was in the place that I didn't even want to go that I found my blessings. And I found purpose. And I found peace. And I found fulfillment. And I'm sorry if I sound like I'm preaching, but I'm so... 
I'm so grateful and I really want you to understand, sis or bro, that your time is coming. Number three, God knows what you will need before you do. Stop stressing about what you think you're going to need. God knows what you need. In the Bible, it says that if he's concerned about the flowers and the animals and what they eat, what makes you think that he won't be concerned about what you need along this journey of life? Number four, well, where God leads you, he will provide you. Where he gives you the vision, he will make provisions. There was When I first moved here last August, Yes, my salary went up, but of course, taxes is higher in Columbia. My check was like real small to the point that it would only cover my rent. And I may have had like maybe 200 something dollars left. And I was so angry with God because I'm like, okay, God, I moved here to this city that I didn't want to move to. I came to a job that I didn't even want to work at. And now my check is only enough to cover my rent and possibly buy groceries. Are you serious? I sat on my floor that day when I got paid and I got my first check man and I cried like a baby. And I said, God, how could you do this to me? You brought me here. I didn't want to come here. You brought me here. And so if you want, if you brought me here, God, I need you to make a way because I can't live off of this. And then I found out that I did my dependent stuff incorrectly. So now I'm going to pay me this better. But when I first got that check, y'all, I was ready to quit and go back to Florence. I'm not telling you no lie. Number four. I mean, I'm sorry, number five. Purpose brings you peace. No, every day is not perfect at my job. No, you know, my kids, they are not perfect angels. They do tap dance on my nerves. But I have peace. I go to bed at night with peace. Because I, I know I'm walking in purpose. I know I'm walking in purpose. Do I think that I'm going to be at this school forever? No. But I know that right now, this is my assignment. It is to change the narrative for some of these kids. It's to be the light for a lot of these kids who don't have the light. It's, it's my assignment to be the love that a lot of these kids don't get. Um, number six, there is favor attached to you. Somebody is depending on you to do what you need to do so that they can do what they got to do. There will be people who are blessed because of you. There will be jobs and environments blessed because of you. There will be lives that are changed because of you. Number seven, preparation is necessary and is essential for your next level. A lot of you are trying to duck and dodge the process. But the process is what is going to prepare you for where God wants to take you. Oh, Jesus. The process is going to prepare you for the promotion. The process will prepare you for the promotion that God is about to do in your life. And number nine, you can't grow where you are comfortable. Stop trying to be comfortable. Process is not comfortable. Doing what God wants you to do is not always comfortable, but it is in those uncomfortable moments that you grow and you learn what type of God God really is and who he really is and the character traits and the attributes of God. Because it's one thing to know that God is a provider because your mom and your daddy told you, but they still uh, doing stuff. But when you don't have a dime and a nickel to rub together, that's when you learn that God is a provider. It's one thing to say that God is a healer because you got a cold. <laughs> But when God has to mend your broken heart, that's another thing. Like, I have been learning the different character traits and attributes. And that, me learning the different traits of God has really gotten me through some deep moments. Because when I couldn't depend on what my situation looked like, I could always go back to the character of God and the word of God. And so I just want to leave us off in prayer. Um... God, I thank you so much for where you have brought me from. God, I thank you for your grace that has kept me during this time and that has sustained me, oh God, and that has carried me through each and every day. God, I pray right now for my brothers and my sisters listening to today's episode, oh God, that you will bless their week, oh God, and that they will walk in the confidence in knowing, oh God, that when it is their time, 
it is going to be their time on God. And that you're never too early and that you're never too late on God. And Lord, that you are preparing us for some awesome and amazing things for 2019, oh God. Lord, I pray right now, oh God, that we will not run from the process, oh God, because we know that the process powers our promotion and prepares us for our promotion, oh God, and strengthen us, oh God. Lord, I thank you, oh God, for cutting away everything and everyone away from us that does not bear fruit, God. Give us the strength and the confidence to walk in the to walk in the knowledge that you have it all together for us, oh God, and that you can handle it, oh God, and that we just leave it at the feet of you, oh God, that you will handle it. God, I pray for an awesome week. I pray that you will bless everyone that's listening to this podcast. Keep us covered from safe, I mean from all hurt, harm, and danger, oh God, and keep us safe, Lord. God, I thank you. I love you, and I'm so appreciative of what you have done in my life and what you're going to do, oh God. 2018 was the year of building. It was the year of um, pruning. It was the year of character building. It was the year of planting those seeds, oh God. And 2019 will be the year that we harvest, God, because we thank you that you don't forget any of the good things that we do. Even the good things that we deem as small, oh God. Lord, you, you you remember those things, oh God. And your promises are true. And you're a God that cannot fail and won't fail and won't let us down, oh God. So Lord, we love you. We thank you. And I pray that you will bless each and every one of us, oh God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Y'all, have an awesome week. I love y'all. I hope this episode makes sense. I was trying to share something with you without being um, petty or you know what I'm saying like I wanted to make sure that my delivery was right and so I did kind of jump around but um I hope you got the message and I hope that it benefits some of you or all of you or at least one of you um thank you God just for what he's doing thank you God for where you bought me from and I'm just so grateful y'all but yeah y'all have an awesome week y'all pray for your girl because this is the last week I just gotta make it till Friday and then I'll be on winter break. So, yes, I love y'all and I appreciate each and every one of you. And if you need or if you have any prayer requests, I'll definitely put um, my information in the detail or the description box so that you can hit me up. Have an awesome week. I love y'all. And as always, there is nothing y'all can do about it. Peace.